It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. And a man with has been screaming from the mountaintops, been virtually ignored, but his book can't be. It's called Chaos Under Heaven. Trump, she, and the battle for the 21st century. That's a battle we're in. And the pandemic is the latest blow. Was it intentional? Did it come from the Wuhan lab? By the fact that the military is brought in to clean up, does that give you, an, give you an indication? And the fact that we're all dealing with another variant and another surge in China tells us they can't even control it. Josh, welcome back. Great to be with you again, Brian. Josh, first off, what's happening in China? You know, they say that only about 4,000 lost their lives, but they're starting to go through lockdowns. What can they, what do your sources tell you is happening with this variant? Well, my sources tell me that the Delta variant is spreading rampantly throughout China and that the Chinese Communist Party is uh, covering it up egregiously. Now, if you just look at their official statements, what they said a couple days ago was 300 cases in 15 provinces. Now, that do the math is about 20 cases of province. Does that make any sense to anyone? Can you imagine the Chinese government people sitting around a table being like, oh, yeah, we'll go with that. That'll sell. You know, it's insane. So my question is, okay, if you see them locking down huge cities like Nanjing and they're claiming it's only 300 cases, how can we trust them on what they're saying? And the answer is that we can't. And if you just think about that, okay, well, it makes perfect sense because they lied and covered up every stage of this pandemic. And now they're covering up their Delta variant uh, problems, which I'm sure are exacerbated by the fact that their Chinese government-made shots don't really work that well. And then you think about all of the international athletes going to Beijing in, what, six months, seven months for the Winter Olympics, uh, not knowing what the hell is going on with their outbreak. Is that safe? Is that okay? Are we just going to stand by and let that happen and pretend that they're not lying to our faces? Uh, I hope not, uh, but we'll see. Why is the administration went from that, you know, didn't happen as a distraction to now they're looking into it and they came out with a report. Did that report show you anything? You know, the Biden team is going through this like 90 day intelligence review, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, actually. And they're already putting out feelers and 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 leaks to say, oh, well, we we're not, we're not going to be able to figure it out. Well, we, we looked at all of the intelligence data, which for some reason they didn't look at for the first 18 months of the crisis. But anyway, set that aside. Now they're like, OK, we actually looked at the. The stuff, all the stuff that we had on these Wuhan labs that we never bothered to look at, and uh, we didn't find any smoking guns, so everybody go about their day. And I think what you're seeing on Capitol Hill from almost all Republicans, but now increasingly actually a number of Democrats, uh, is a very public statement of like, no, that's not okay. We can't accept that. We can't just look for our keys under the lamppost. In other words, we can't, the intelligence data is only one small piece of the puzzle. And I think what you saw just over the last couple of weeks was a really damning report by uh, the House Foreign Affairs Committee staff, minority staff led by Mike McCall, uh, compiling a bunch of data uh, that shows that not only is there a lot of evidence pointing to the labs, uh, but that the timeline is all screwed up and that it was probably circulating in Wuhan months earlier than we original thought, originally thought, Brian, in September 2019, not December 2019. And if you just think about that for just one second, you realize, oh, my God, they were covering it up potentially four months longer than we thought, which means it was spreading four months longer than we thought. And, uh, you know, that's going to that's not even something that the Biden team is really 
focused on. So what we're going to have in a couple of weeks here is the Biden team is going to say, well, we, we looked inside of our own files and we couldn't figure it out. So let's just move on. And then you're going to have people in Congress on both sides of the aisle, I think, uh, saying, no, no, the investigation must continue because 620,000 American di- Americans have died so far and because there's no statute of limitations on those deaths and their families are going to want to know why they died and who's to blame. And also, uh, we're going to need that information in order pre- to prevent the next pandemic, you know, which is really the most important thing, because if you listen to our public health officials like Anthony Fauci and others and Francis Collins, they'll say, well, we need to do more research on more viruses and in more labs, including labs in China. And in fact, what Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins are proposing in The New York Times is billions of dollars more in U.S.-funded research to dig up dangerous viruses and play around with them in labs, including in China. And all I say is, shouldn't we, before we do that, just check, just do the investigation, just actually rule it out? Uh, If it's not true that these Wuhan labs were involved in some way with the outbreak, isn't it crazy to pump billions of dollars more into labs that have zero accountability and zero transparency in a crisis when the pandemic breaks out on their doorstep? And, you know, what kind of schmucks are we if we uh, try to go into these labs and they tell us to go pound sand and then we're like, oh, would you like some more money? You know, so this is really getting to the point of uh, public awareness. And I think you and a lot of others are uh, deserve a lot of credit for raising the profile of this issue because it's not about politics. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not even about science. It's about a forensic investigation into how. We got into this horrible dystopian nightmare that 7 billion people continue to live through, continue to suffer through. And that can't be an investigation that's confined to intelligence reviews. It can't be entrusted to the scientists who are the best friends of the Wuhan lab and who have been telling us not to look into the labs like Anthony Fauci. Uh, We're going to have to have a public airing of all of this stuff to be able to say that we even tried, that we even made a good faith attempt uh, to prevent the next pandemic. And if we don't do that, well, then everybody better start buying some more masks. Well, some people look at this and says, OK, uh, they saw the intelligence early on when Trump was in power, Pompeo and company. And they came out and said, uh, I cannot re- I cannot release the fact I cannot walk away from the fact that this could have come from a lab. I cannot release I cannot let go of the fact that we need to investigate whether this was intentional or not. And those were the words and the feelings and the sentiments and the statements from Pompeo and Trump. And was totally refuted by all social media organizations and, more importantly, Anthony Fauci. And now it seems as though the Trump people were right and Fauci can't explain himself. And Peter Daszak's been totally disgraced from anyone who's studying this. Correct? And now the mainstream media can't really handle where they're at right now in this story. Well, yeah. you're. I mean, you're absolutely right that the reason that the lab leak theory was so easy to dismiss is because uh, it was endorsed by Trump and Pompeo, and a lot of people just didn't think they had any credibility. But what I say is, you know, it's not just Trump and Pompeo. Now we have a lot more information. Now we have a lot more scientists, including Robert Redfield, who was the head of the CDC and saw all the intelligence, happens to be a virologist, who took a look at it and said the way the virus acts and the way that I look at the genome tells me that it definitely uh, came from gain-of-function research at the lab, and everyone ignored him. And, you know, the, the media can't sort of admit its mistake, right? They got sort of swint, uh, took, they got uh, uh, conned by their best science sources, you know? And you could understand why that happened, because, uh, you know, these science usually science journalism is not this political, but these science journalists 
you know, they went to Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak, who's the head of the EcoHealth Alliance, who funneled money into the Wuhan labs and worked with the Wuhan labs and then told us not to look at the labs and then went on the WHO investigation and didn't investigate the lab and exonerated the lab. And they and that's just crazy. We can't have that system. And the media really screwed that up. And, you know, as part of the mainstream media myself, I'm here to tell you that, like, the best thing we could do is that admit our mistake and try to learn lessons from it, but I don't see that happening at Tucker all. Tucker last night uh, went over and talked about a whistleblower report that the New York Times actually paid not to bring this up by China. Here's a little of that monologue, Cut 17. As 2020 continued, lies like this became less and less tenable. They were more obviously untrue. People started to notice that a level four virology lab, one of few in the world, in Wuhan, was conducting dangerous experiments on bat coronaviruses with fewer safeguards than typical dentist office has in the United States. They also noticed that Tony Fauci was helping to pay for those experiments. And that's when the Times decided it had to delete those articles from its archives. Two high-level employees at the New York Times confirmed to The Spectator in London that the paper stopped any investigation into evidence that the coronavirus had emerged from that lab in Wuhan. Quote, in early 2020, said one whistleblower, I suggested to a senior editor of the paper that we investigate the origins of COVID-19. I was told it was dangerous to run a piece about the origins of the coronavirus. There was resistance to running anything that could suggest that COVID-19 was man-made or had leaked accidentally from a lab. It was untouchable everywhere, said another Times source to The Spectator. The fact that Trump embraced it, of course, also made it a no-go. According to the whistleblowers, though, the biggest factor wasn't politics. The biggest factor was the fact that the New York Times was taking money from the communist Chinese government. So they killed a story, a story which, by the way, was not a conspiracy theory at all, but entirely real. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I was with Tucker up until the point where he linked it to the Chinese government payments. In other words, it's very clear, and the New York Times did actually worse than that, when Robert Redfield called it, uh, uh, said it might probably came from the lab, uh, the headline the New York Times used was that CDC director spreads a debunked theory. They actually said it was debunked. When no one ever debunked it, you know, they sort of made up facts to steer us away from it. So that's bad journalism, to be sure. Now, the, the payment issue is different, right? The Chinese Communist Party has been paying all these media organizations for years to run their ads, which are made to look like news articles. But it's like, oh, everything in Tibet is hunky-dory, says the head of the Tibet you know, committee or whatever. And that's egregious. And they stopped that. Now, I don't think there's a direct link between that because, you know, I've been writing critical stuff of the CCP for 20 years. And all, you know, that the I don't I never saw a link between the business side and the editorial side. If there's evidence of that, let's see it. You know, I, I call that shocking if true. But but I agree with Tucker up to the point where he says that because about their coverage, he's totally right. They they crapped all over the lab leak theory egregiously uh, due to a mix of confirmation bias, source bias, uh, narrative bias, right? They're like, they were stuck in this narrative that Fauci and Daszak created intentionally to cover their own tushies, to distract us from looking into their own work so that they could hide what they were doing and they continue to hide it, you know? And how is it that people like Anthony Fauci can, uh, you know, refuse congressional requests for records of research that was funded by the U.S. taxpayer. How is that okay? How can we allow that to happen? And how can the Biden administration not tell Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci to hand over all the documents to make them public right now? No redactions. Let's see it. You know what I mean? And, you know, why won't they do that right now? So I think that, you know, uh, essentially, you know, we all sort of 
all of our institutions failed during the pandemic, Brian, right? Our government, uh, the first responders were great. They were amazing. Don't get me wrong. They, they performed heroically, the hospitals, our healthcare system, but our political institutions, our media, and now we realize that our scientific institutions are not infallible, right? None of these people are infallible. Right. And just because they're scientists doesn't mean they can't be corrupt and they can't have a conflict of interest and they can't mislead people. And so reckoning with that is something that we have to do in order to realize right. that we need to change the way that we oversee risky virus research with China. Because if you leave it in the hands of the scientists who have a financial and uh, career interest in promoting that very research, well, you're going to get what we have now, which is an opaque mess that we can't figure out even when our lives are literally at stake. So I just want to tell you, according to a report, the infrastructure bill that's making its way through the Senate that might indeed pass, um, the SMART grant program does not prohibit purchases of use of Chinese drones. I mean, it seems right. like it seems like we're still not getting the message. Yeah, I saw Rubio's tweet on that. You know, this, this is like now broadening to the broader scope of the book about what it is we're dealing with in the Chinese Communist Party. And what we have to realize is that all of our engagement with uh, Chinese companies and the Chinese government uh, needs to be looked at very carefully. It doesn't mean we need to go into a cold war. It doesn't mean we need to decouple completely. It means that, well, if the Chinese drone company is beholden to the Chinese Communist Party, and it is, then maybe we shouldn't put those drones into our Department of Homeland Security <laughs> and into our military because that's a vulnerability that we're paying them to install. So we're going to give them a spying capability and pay them for their trouble and undermine our own drone industry in the process. That's just stupid. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's unsafe and stupid. And there are a thousand examples in our yeah. politics in and in our society. And we need to get on this right now because the problem is only getting worse. Pick up chaos under heaven. Josh Rogan. Thanks so much. Always educational. Anytime. You got it. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.